Welcome, Soul Fam. You're listening to Let the Sunshine In Podcast. I'm Sarah Beth Sulio, aka Princess Sunshine, the heart healing singing shaman and founder of Royal Hummingbird Sacred Healing Arts. I'm in search of connecting with my soul family. I've been walking my hero's journey for quite some time now, and I'm ready to join forces in a more intentional way to collaborate with those on a similar path to being of service in the highest and best way possible. I'm here to share my experiences, my medicine and wisdom, and to also connect you to some amazing souls I have met along the way. Consider me your biggest cheerleader, your number one fan, because I believe that anything is possible 100% of the time. So let's dream big, shoot past beyond the stars, and bring a new world into being. Why? Because we can. I'm so honored to share this time and space with you because I'm sharing all my love, spreading joy, and shining light on all that is. I hope you enjoy this episode of Let the Sun Shine In. Do you know what time it is? It's shine time. 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 It's shine time, shine time. Come on. Hey, hey, sunshines. Welcome back to another episode of Let the Sunshine In podcast. I'm your host, Princess Sunshine, and again, it's truly an honor to be able to share this time and space with you. We're back to part two of my Mary Magdalene pilgrimage experience. And from the last time I left off, I left off um, with my experience of the womb of Mount Bugarok, which is a cathedral cave. And one thing that I did forget to mention was Um, As far as in summary for my journey up that mountain, um, basically what I forgot to say as a recap to my reflections of my path was that no matter how long it took me, whether I walked, I fell, I slipped, I got back up, I, you know, took two two steps back, um, no matter what. With the perseverance and the determination in my heart, I will always, always make it to my goals. That was like the one realization that it doesn't matter how long it takes. Everything is in divine timing and there's no rushing. There's no slowing down. It is what it is. And if you just keep that vision of whatever it is in your heart and you continue to have that will, whatever it is that your heart desires, you will always obtain. Point blank, bottom line, period. Right? So, again, the key to everything, again, is just, again, tuning back into that heart. So, moving on. (laughs) So we are back to my week in France. Um, I went through as a recap, just a short, short recap. We went over the first three days of my experience in part one um, from arrival to the three caves to our baptism up until the womb of the cave experience. Now, after that womb cave experience, that was very taxing on our bodies. So we decided to make Friday, our integration day. So 
that day. It was pretty much a chill downtime, do what you need to do to take care of yourself kind of day. And what was so cool, again, as I've mentioned in my last um, sharing, was that everything was about death and rebirth. And so with that being said, um, we did do, I can't, now I can't even remember, as I'm going back through my days, I can't remember, we did do a spiritual bath as well. Um, we did a spiritual bath and then we also had sauna time. Now, this part is actually, I mean, it's kind of new, but not really. But basically, you know, in the sauna, um, you have the option of going without bathing suit, a.k.a. going in naked or wearing a bathing suit or whatever you want to wear, right? And I figured, man, I've been with this family, this group of 17 people over the last four days. We've gotten so close after after doing all of our purging, after our ceremonies, and just after building so much connection with these past few days, why not? This is a rebirth. I'm just going to go for it and not put a bathing suit on. So, you know, I walked down to the sauna. I mean, I did have my bath wrap on. So, of course, you know, walking down, I had the bath wrap. Um, by the time we got to the sauna house, uh, basically, it was like, all right. Let's do this. <laughs> I was comfortable enough to take that wrap off and go in there naked and not give it a, a damn, right? So, you know, here I am just sweating every sweating everything out and we're singing songs and just having a good old time, you know. It's like how often do you get a chance to be with such cool people <laughs> naked in a sauna singing songs and just like being right just being and it was just what like the coolest feeling ever not that that we were naked or anything but just like wow you can be 100% authentic with who you are what you're doing you know with everything and again one of the, this was one of those trips for me it was like wow this is what family should really feel like this is what connection and and love feels like because I'm not in that environment all the time, you know, and to actually have a group of people who are so loving and just so, what's the word? Accepting. Accepting is the word. Um, yeah, it just puts you in a different space. It puts you in a different feeling. It just, you just feel good all around, you know, you don't hear the the nagging, the complaining. Everything is, how can I serve you? How can I help you? How can I support you? What is it that you need? You know, there's not none of that complaining. And that's just, it's just such a different vibe from your normal everyday, day-to-day -day life, right? So, um, yeah, so Friday again was that rest day, that rest day that I needed to just, you know, come back to center after crying that day before of, I can't do this going up the mountain. It was so hard. But at the same time, I'm also reflecting like, damn, I fucking did it. <laughs> you know, and that's just how it is all the time. It's like I always have some resistance to doing something. But then by the time you get through doing it, it's like, damn, thank God I did that. Right. So, yeah. So Friday again was one of those 
uh, chill out days. Now in the evening, as I mentioned in experience one or part one, um, every night we had some type of sound journey. And on integration night, we actually pulled out the Peruvian flutes. Now, these flutes aren't like your normal typical flutes that you picture. These Peruvian flutes are vessels. These vessels almost look like cups in a in a sense. Um, but basically, they have this long, st- I don't know if it's long, but they have this stem basically that you would blow into it and then this sound comes out of it. And basically, it's like a whistle. Now, there's... These Peruvian flutes, it's a it's a set of eight. So each one has its own resonancy, its own frequency, its own sound. And um, there is a, te- a technique or some type of force that you do have to use so that it does sound its proper sound. Now, when we did this Peruvian flute journey, how it works is basically we're in two circles. We have an inner circle and an outer circle. The inner circle is the one that when it's your turn, you are literally blowing into these flutes. Now, there's a total of three rounds, 11 minutes each, so a total of 33 minutes of listening to these flutes. Now, if you are not used to these flutes, these flutes can definitely feel like, the sound can feel like it's piercing your eardrums. It just feels like this, it could feel like an overwhelming loud noise that can get super irritating if you're not uh, used to this frequency, so to speak. So, you know, of course, I sit on the inner circle not knowing what to expect, but this inner circle, like I said, it was three rounds, 11 minutes each. So I'm having to blow into this whistle, this vessel, twice, 11 minutes. So, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Blowing into this thing for 11 minutes, I, I'm, like, I'm already having these racing thoughts. Am I going to pass out? Am I going to, am I going to make it through? What, like, am I going to blow it right? Like having all these thoughts, right? So before we even begin, each person in the inner circle, you know, grabs their vessel and we do a test run. So, you know, we get to uh, blowing. Each person gets their their chance to blow into it to one, see how it sounds Two, figure out what pressure needs to be needed to make the appropriate sound. And then three, again, just to get used to everything and also hear it with everyone in unison. So. You know, every, and then, of course, we switch off. Group two gets their chance. So, and then we finally get to the beginning part. So, we get to starting to, when we first start, um, my facilitator basically starts with his flute. Then each person joins in one after the other. And then, of course, you get all these flutes going at one time. And then it just basically sounds like, I kid you not, it sounds like, it does sound like alien um connection alien sounds it just uh it was just otherworldly sounds if you so to speak now when i was blowing my whistle i i it was so funny because even before i started before the ceremony i was talking to my vessel because these vessels have energy like they it has life and i kind of like in my head telepathically i'm telling my vessel hey i'm here Thank you for allowing me to use you. 
I will do my very best to do this the right way. And I apologize if at any point, like, it's not working. <laughs> but it is my intent to be able to be a part of this and be an active part of this. So, you know, if there's anything during this ceremony that I need to do, you know, trying to give me a clear message, a clear vision, a clear knowing of what I need to do. So, you know, going throughout the time, I'm like, is this thing even working? Because number one, like I said, all the other seven whistles are going at the same time. I'm blowing into this thing and I'm not hearing that it's working. So I'm like, I just, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm doing the thing that I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm bowing my head well, like I'm supposed to. I'm blowing into it. But I personally cannot hear the, the sound coming out of my vessel. So I'm like, I'm just saying, okay, you know what? I just gave it up. I'm like, I'm doing what I need to do. I'm praying that it works. At the end, um, so again, we switch off to, so I, I'm done with my first 11 minutes. Phew, I got through it. Yes. I go in, second group comes in, we switch. So now I'm on the outer circle and the outer circle basically is just chilling, holding space and whatnot. Now my position, I was actually up against the wall. So I'm sitting there you know, second group is going, they're on their 11 minutes, and all of a sudden, my head, out of nowhere, just, you know, turns to the left. Again, this was not out of my doing, it just felt like my head was guided to the left. And basically, it was almost like I was just looking towards my left shoulder, looking to the left side of the room, and as this is going... I can feel some energetic shifting happening in my right ear. I don't exactly know what's happening. I just know when I try to shift my head, turn it to the right, it was like, nope, go back. It was like I would turn it and it would be like a stop. Uh-uh, go back. I was like, okay. So then at that time, I knew something was happening with my right ear, right side of my head. Something was happening because I, you know, even when I tried to turn back to center, it just was not allowing me to. So I'm allowing this work to happen as the second group is coming to what seemed like, I guess I want to say maybe the two minute mark of, of closing their round. So then it was again my round to come back. My head finally releases and it comes back to forward. And I'm like, OK, well, that's kind of weird. But thank you again. I'm always in gratitude. I allow things to happen. Um, again, even also, sorry, let me back up. Even before the ceremony, I was like anything, um, as long as this is in the highest and best good for me and those involved, whatever happens, happens, let's do this. So that happened. So of course I just let it. And I said, thank you. Um, now again, we switch back over for the last round. So again, 11 minutes of blowing into my vessel. Um, what's so funny is the 11 minutes go by, I made it through, no issues then, and then we're sharing at the end. And again, remember, I had this conversation with my vessel um, before we even started. And we were doing our sharing um, after the ceremony, and my sister, Lauren, from across the way, who was sitting across from me, who was part of, also part of group one, um, she said at one point during the ceremony, as I'm blowing into my vessel, she said she physically saw a creature pop out of my vessel, hop over a few knees, and basically jump onto her shoulder and tell her a joke. <laughs> I swear to God. She said, of course it had to be from Sarah Beth's vessel. <laughs> 
<laughs> but basically she said this 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 being this energetic being it was like telling her a joke in her ear and it was not in a language that she could understand other than it was funny as hell and she like as she's listening to this joke it's like she wanted to bust out laughing but was like no i gotta fit i have to focus on blowing these whistles because the whole thing is we're not supposed to allow the sound to collapse like all eight should be going at the same time like a hundred percent of the time and so but it was just so funny that you know of all the vessels mine is the one that has a creature that comes out and tells a joke and just you know just makes everything really cool so i just thought that that was cool that you know like I may not have known exactly what was happening, but I knew that it was my intent that I just wanted to work with this vessel and whatever needed to happen will happen. And, you know, I trust that what was going to happen was meant to happen. So again, at the end of that ceremony, I thanked my vessel. I was like, hey, thank you for working with me. Thank you for showing up. And I just gave my gratitude. And then that was that. Um, to this day, I kid you not, it almost feels like I hear better in my right ear because typically when I use my phone, you know, or I try to basically want to listen to something, I always bring everything to my left ear. But now it seems like now I hear more. I know it's not it's going to sound like I hear more ringing in my right ear, but it's almost like I hear more activity in my right ear now. Like I said, when I turn to my left, it just felt like something was happening on that right side. So something definitely happened in my right ear and I'm definitely still integrating and still learning about what exactly did happen. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that it's still like I'm conscious and aware of what's going on on my right side. And like I said, I feel like this whole journey, so to speak, has really focused on healing that right side, my masculine side. and. Um, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. So, all right. So, yeah. So that was like the big thing for Integration Day. Again, just being comfortable, being in my own skin, being naked in front of other people. <laughs> and um, and again, just, um, you know, being open and receiving to the healings that come through sound and that come through frequency and vibration. So going on to Saturday, Saturday was another big day. This was the day that we climbed up the mountain. And this time we went to the top, the summit slash peak of the mountain. And this journey was said to be a little harder than the first when we went to the womb of the cave. But to be quite honest, once we got to the top, I honestly felt it was easier. Um... This, this journey up the mountain was a little different in a sense that as we were trekking up that mountain, we did stop at this rock. And at this rock is where we actually opened sacred space, um, asking for permission to climb this mountain. Now, at the same rock, there's these two trees that almost looks like it's creating a doorway. And um, after we opened sacred space, we actually went through this quote unquote doorway. And this doorway was actually the doorway into the elemental world. And 
I'm serious when I say this. When you step into this doorway, you can definitely feel a shift in energy. And when you go through, it's almost like you're stepping into the fairy world, so to speak. You're stepping into like this whole new world of Mother Nature and... I don't know how else to explain it, but anywho, you know, after everyone steps through this doorway, we're going through what we call the elemental forest. And, you know, you see, you know, all these trees, you know, you see your little trail, but there's certain trees where you can see all this greenery and then you see these holes. You can totally, and flowers, you can totally tell like these are fairy homes. And because it's just so beautiful, so bright, and so green. And so, you know, I had my spirit water with me. And, you know, every time I passed a tree that looked like this, I basically took my spirit water and I held, you know, in my heart and mind, I said, I'm sending you love and blessings from the 3D spirit, you know, 3D world and from my heart. And basically, I just kind of did it. I took my spirit water and spritzed it on their home. And I said, love and blessings. Thank you for allowing me to pass through. And with each one, like, I, you know, it was like, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to see you. And there were certain parts where I was walking and I could feel like my entire being was above me. It was the craziest feeling ever. It was like there were certain times where I would be walking, like my body is walking, but like my consciousness was like at my head and be above. It was like I was watching myself. It was almost like, uh, how do I even say this? It was like I, I was outside of myself, but I could see myself, but I was also inside. It was like I was part in, part out, you know, and... It was just like I was in an alter in an altered state for some parts of the of the journey because there's some parts where it's so dense and then some parts where again certain areas where I was emotions were being taken out were coming down and being released and yeah it was just a, a magical journey going up this mountain and you know it got super windy at one point and we got to it was near the top. We were almost near the top. And like we were, we had the, the group was stopped. And one of the ladies, Brianna, was giving us, you know, tips on navigating the wind and going up this mountain. And I kid you not, there was one wind burst. It was like, boom. And all of us were basically kind of like fell to the side of the mountain. It was like a trip, but it was almost like, yeah, you got to be on your shit, you know? It was like one of those, like, one of those, uh, how do I even, ah, I can't even talk about it. It's it's the weirdest shit. It's like, it was like we were blown against the mountain. And to me, it almost felt like it was like, whatever was there that was like, I was kind of scared. I had some fear because of the wind and I didn't want to fall off the mountain. And it was like, I was, I was struck by this wind and it was like, uh you're fine. It will like knock the fear out of me, so to speak, because like I said, we were near the top and I could see the top of where we had to be. And at that very moment when it knocked me over, I, I didn't scream. I didn't, it was not a scream or a yell. I won't think it was more like 
I have no fear. And as the minute I said that, it was like I pulled everything from inside and I crawled up. Like I kept myself low because I didn't want to stand up. I kept myself low and crawled up the rest of that mountain, made it to the top. And then I was like, fuck yeah, I made it up this fucking mountain again. Like I said, it wasn't as hard as the first time. I mean, there were still times where I slipped and fell, but it was like that second, like, I knew what this mountain was about. Like, I knew I had it in me. It was like that first round was like that precursor. But this second time, it was, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I just, I had that strength. And it was like I had, I knew what I was up against. And I gave myself that willpower and also that determination that, the, the mountain conquered me the first time. The second time, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. And it's just going to happen. And it fucking happened, you know. And I don't know. It was, again, it's just that it's that whole I can do this mentality. And also, again, having those people to check up on you, making sure you're good, like, just feeling held and supported this again the second time around it just it was such I can't I just have so much gratitude so much gratitude for the people I was with and again the experience and you know we had our cacao ceremony at the top of the mountain and (laughs) by the time they poured my cacao and I was ready to drink it it became frozen solid <laughs> I literally could hold my cup of cacao and hold it upside down and nothing was coming out of it. So that cacao, I maybe had one drink of it and then it became solid. So I saved the cacao for the rest of the trip or so for the rest of the day and just had it once I got to the bottom of the mountain. But when I was on the top of that mountain, I opened sacred space. And, you know, that I spent a lot of time facing the West, asking Mother Jaguar to really just uh, rip everything out for what I no longer served me to basically just that I was okay. Everything was fine, that I was ready to release all that no longer served and Mother Jaguar, please take away everything that was keeping me from living my best life, from allowing me to do what I needed to do while on this plane. And then again, I also turned to the north and thanked my ancestors and thanked spirit and thanked all the archetypes who've helped me get here. And, you know, just again, in full gratitude of, being able to be on top of that mountain, you know, again, thanking Yeshua and Mary Magdalene and just thanking myself and singing my heart song, you know, um, going up this mountain again was another vision quest. So again, you know, I was praying in my head as I was going up this mountain and again, repeating everything I said up on the mountain, on top of the mountain, you know, just to be sure that, you know, of course they've heard me, but just for my own self, just to speak it and to just give it all up there at the top of that mountain. I left it all up there. I left everything up there. And I said, thank you. 
And on my way down the mountain, I just knew, I just knew, like, my prayers were answered and they were heard because I just had this overwhelming sense of peace and excitement for what the future holds for me. I said my vows of what I wanted to. Um, we also went up there with intentions for our, our vows for when we come down. And, you know, and so I, you know, again, as, as I'm coming down this mountain, again, this was like the last major excursion of the trip. And I just, I, you know, I just said all my thank yous. And, you know, as I'm saying my thank yous, just like I'm getting choked up right now, it, it's just something. It's a, it's an experience, and you don't get all these experiences all the time, you know. And just to be able to experience everything that I experienced that whole week, and all the healings, and all the shifts that happened that week, I was just so entirely grateful. And um, yeah, so we get down the mountain we'll work walk our way or work our way home so again we go part of the group goes straight home and part of the group goes back to the waters again where not necessarily where we went or maybe it was um where we went for our baptism so we were able to take a quick dip again fully naked <laughs> um, we did a quick dip and then again we went back in the car and made it made our way home and so that was that. We had such a great journey. Again, we had another multi-dimensional lullaby in the evening, finished our day, and then Sunday comes around, which is like the last major day of our um of our week. And it's just I just remember um just thinking about the whole week and and being so grateful. It just the thought of saying goodbye, like I had tears in my eyes, like, because it's just, I, it's like, once you go into such a loving environment, to have to leave that and go back into reality, and knowing what's back there, you know, sometimes it sucks, and it's just like, ah, oh, I don't want to go back, but you know, you just have to, and at that very moment, at the same time, it's just like, okay, I'm just going to bring all this experience into my body and got to embody everything that I felt because the moment I do that, I just know that whenever I think of this experience, I can always bring joy and peace and love back into my life and yeah, just feel the, the beauty of this experience. So going on to day the last day, again, Sunday, we actually went to the church. And we went to church to state our vows, our vows of what we promised ourselves after this trip, how we want to show up, show up, you know, from now and going forward. And so we go to this church. I want to say it's Presbyterian, but the denomination of this church really didn't matter because again, it, this, I was going with the intent of, I am going to state my vows of what I want to promise myself. And, um, that was what was going to be. And so when we went to do our vows, I wrote my vows and I'm going to go ahead and share that with you. 
So when it was my turn to go into my vows, um, what happened was you walked up to the altar. Um, my mentor facilitator basically did a chant. So basically he does some type of chant and this is channeled. So each person got a different chant. Then you received an essence and then you stated your vows and then you walked off. Now, my vows were this. My vow is to promise to myself to stay firmly rooted and grounded in my authentic truth with unwavering faith, connected to my sacred heart, and remain in right relation to my love and power for myself and others. I fully accept my mission as a sacred light worker and healer in all its entirety. I will cast my light to shine through the darkness in which we will all prevail. I am the light. I am the love. I am. And so it is. And that is my promise to myself. A promise on how I show up. You know, I really am going to remain fully remaining in my authentic truth. I'm going to use my voice when necessary, and I'm going to use my heart to guide me, you know, and after I said my vows and received this symbol on my hand, it was, felt like it was just set, it was just set in my body, and it's just, that's, it's, now it's my guiding force, you know, and Everything now to me is an inner reflection. Everything is going to be an inner reflection to create my external reality. Anytime an obstacle comes around, anything that comes up to like stop me, I'm going to reflect, you know, what is it inside of me that I need to change to make things flow again? You know, so everything, it's like my whole new perspective. Everything is about looking at myself first, acting from my heart and my truth, and then going from there. Because when I do it that way, there's no way I can lose, you know. And having the perspective of no matter what comes my way and seeing it as a gift because it's going to allow me to grow. It allows me to also look at life a little lighter, you know. Life is a freaking game. <laughs> and the way I see it is, and the way that I have understand it to be is, for you to be able to experience life the way you want to see it and live it, you got to look on the inside first, baby. You have to be able to be grounded and rooted in yourself you have to know yourself you have to know how you react how you do things you know and looking your, at yourself is not an easy thing you know because we all have our shadows we all have the things that we think are bad and and dark and evil about us or however you want to call it but guess what we all have that we all have something about us we don't like. We all have something about us that we deem as not good for ourselves and others. But 
the true mastery is being able to look at yourself in all aspects and be able to accept them. You know, these bad shadow dark aspects are rejected parts of ourselves. And what we need to do is be able to shine that light and be able to love on ourselves and love on those parts again. You know, we have to be able to see those parts for what they are, why they came, how they came to be able to, you know, understand. And once we're able to see that, and by the way, it does take a courageous and brave heart to look at that. So, you know, don't give yourself a hard time if it's hard right now. If you have that determination to want to change, guess what? This is something you will have to look at. It won't be easy, but if you have the right person to help you and guide you along the way, it's going to be less of a burden on you by yourself. And so my guidance for you and my medicine for you is find that person, find those people who you are able to put your heart with and allow yourself to be your authentic self. Because there are those people who will listen, who will hold space for you, who are true to being able to help, you know, transmute things, help move things and whatnot. It's again, but it's one of those things that you have to seek out, you know, and when you're ready, the right person will come, the right people will come. You just have to be able to set that in your heart that that's what you want and that's what you desire and want to do and change for yourself, right? So, yeah. Um, anywho, so, yeah, at the end of the day, I, you know, go, I, we said our vows, we witness each other. Again, it brought us to another level of closeness, my brothers and sisters on this trip. We celebrated with a beautiful family dinner, and that was that. And then, of course, the next day we said our goodbyes. Of course, I had to, I shed some tears saying my goodbyes, but they were more of, we'll see you later. I love you guys, and, you know, we'll keep in touch. And we've been in touch ever since the retreat. And so, you know, just to have another group of soul family, you know, behind you and again checking up and making sure everything's cool again it's just so lovely to have that love and support from people who may not be your bloodline but definitely people who still hold you in their hearts and in their prayers so I want to thank my family of Sounds of Light again the 17 beautiful souls who well 16 including me who came together that week in France and you know I like to say a family that heals together stays together and um, yeah I just again I'm so grateful for these new brothers and sisters I've brought into my life and uh, and all of you for listening so thank you um, but yeah if there is ever a chance that you want to look at at your own stuff and want to make changes in your own lives and selves, definitely reach out. I am here for you. I am all about helping you remember who you are, remembering your true nature, and unlocking gifts that you may or may not know about. So 
again, when you're ready to heal, I am here to help you. All you got to do is reach out. And with that being said, I love you guys. Thank you for sticking around and listening to my journey of my Mary Magdalene pilgrimage. There's a lot more to share. I have a lot more in the works. So I hope you tune in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Wow, that sun was surely shining through today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Let the Sun Shine In. I truly appreciate you tuning in and being open and enlightened by today's conscious conversation. I invite you to share your love by rating, subscribing, and or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the best and only way to let me, Princess Sunshine, know you're enjoying the sun and to keep on shining. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to all of my goodies, including my socials and booking links. Until next time, keep on shining!